This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) I'm not in the mood. You're not in the mood to talk about that? You want to talk about construction workers and men? Go for it. Well, what I want to talk about is... So the other day, do you know we have a list of things that we're supposed to be talking about right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that you're clear that we have a direction. Do we? I have three things that we've said we we're going to well, talk about. Well, you entered this like a, a lost puppy. You I didn't. Had, no, I ended. Like, what are we talking no, about? No. Don't you no. Know? No. But no, apparently, no, 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 no. you got a whole list. <laughs> it was completely sarcastic because you hit record, but we hadn't even. I mean, I haven't even said hi. Hi. I just took my earbuds out. Yeah, I got home and I was like, "Hey, this," and you're like, "I got earbuds in." <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm always I'm still a little confused by the people that just walk around with earbuds in. They're like listening they're... to things. I guess so. Adam, that's the whole point. Where they like never take their earbuds off. They're like an extension of the lobe. I, I hear that. What I think is that people more and more like noise. So they're listening to podcasts, they're catching up on audiobooks, they're Yeah, that's even not a good thing. We wh- need to be that's not a good thing. For Listen, I was just talking to somebody about certain brains function differently than yours. And sometimes stimulus helps focus and t- brains can be different. I agree. I agree. And I also agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. That we need, we're needing constant entertainment. Yeah. But you know, I mean, honestly, also those people unplug. And you know, I have a friend who wears loops around and it's just like lessens the noise input and that's just a sensory thing extra noise is really distracting and overwhelming so she just uses loops when she's in big spaces you can hear through them you just don't have like the echoes and the loudness anyways you need to keep in your side of the lane that's what i think great i don't know what i don't know what my lane is but you need to work on i better figure that out quick so let's talk about construction workers and men okay so so the last week, we've just had a number of like workers around the house. So first, our garage door has gone kaputzed. I think actually there's a guy down there now because it was... I like how you took a long word, kaputz, and added a T-D-E That's the southern the way. We just add syllables. To what just is probably... What do you think no kaputz came from? I think it's probably a Jewish, like a yeah, Yiddish term. Yeah, it's probably term. a Yiddish yeah. word. But we've had... Okay, so we have a garage door guy. We've had... Um, We've been finally, we've been saving, we invested in building a fence, a fence in our backyard. So there's been those guys there. And so there's just been a lot of them around. You had a interaction, a difficult, not a difficult, you just had like a, whatever, I'm going to let you describe this interaction. You had an interaction with one of the workers that was like, ended up as a miscommunication. You called me about it and you... Or you, we texted about it, and I was busy, and I ended up just texting with the guy, and then I was like, I took care of it. You were like, oh, man, the way you all communicate. And then I was like, that sounds like a good podcast. Thinking about the different ways in which you're communicating with these men that are working around their house, I'm communicating with them, and... Yeah, just the difficulties and challenges with that. And I'm curious to ask you, so would you describe that situation? I can describe my response and maybe we can dissect. The first thing I want to say is I was both irritated and grateful 
with the way that you navigated that. You sent me a screenshot of the texts and it was essentially nothing, right? It was like two lines. And and that was wonderful because I didn't need drama because there was no point in the drama and their reaction to me, pointless. And then the second piece is that it was irritating to me that I couldn't be as straightforward with them and have that be enough. Essentially what happened is he was re- relying on you to have conversations with him. Of course, what he didn't know is that you were gone for four days out of that period of time that they were going to be there. And we just didn't need them to know that. And you were so busy in DC, back to back all day. And so you had worked out with them on a day that you were here that I had one meeting in my office. And if they could slow down on the work during that time, they were happy to do that. You had the conversation. Then you or I said to them or something, they asked or something. And I was like, yes, I have one other meeting this week. From, yeah, this was all you. I didn't have okay, any. From yeah. 930 to 11 on this day. And he was like, oh, OK. And I was like, so if there's any work, they know you're going to be here. If there's any work that you can do that doesn't involve some of the heavy equipment, you know, because that's essentially what they said they do with the other meeting. And he was like, yeah, we can move some stuff to the front and blah, da, 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 da. And he was like, you know, because nail guns sound like AK-47s, hand saws. And he was kind of saying like, all this stuff is so loud and interrupting. And so I was like, yeah, haha. And I was like, let me know. Of course, we prioritize your, t- you know, we value your time and we're, we're prioritizing getting this done. Okay, so maybe that statement alone broke the clarity. I felt like we had clarity. I said, I'll ask my client if he's uncomfortable coming. Otherwise, that's the plan. He said, okay, great. We talked about it for a while. That time rolls around and it was like 930 on the dot and the hand saws and the nail guns start up. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting in there with, with the person I'm meeting with and I'm like, um, hmm. they said they weren't going to be working. So we just kind of sat with it for a minute. It was very interrupt. It, you know, it was super distracting. So I went outside and I was like, hey, y'all, just a reminder, this is the meeting. And he was like, well, I thought we talked about it. And I was like, yep. And we talked about it. And he's like, well, I thought you were going to talk to your the person you're meeting with. And I was like, I did. They're okay with it. But we also talked about no nail gun. Da, da, da. And he's like, well, Adam never texted me. And I'm like, well, because you and I talked about it. And he was like, well, we have to get our work done. I was like, okay. So it sounds like there's not going to be another option. I'll figure it out. And I went back inside because my meeting is the priority. I can't be sitting there having a conversation with them. Right, right, right. So I bring my meeting into our home, which smells like breakfast and looks (laughs) like shit you know and i'm so embarrassed and i'm like moved my meeting into our home and who doesn't I, like the way breakfast smells though let's just be real a jewish person when it's bacon <laughs> <laughs> like the <laughs> got it that makes a lot more sense yeah it, regardless regardless it was ridiculous and then they left and so this is where i can't totally understand the dynamic because in my mind you know, there's two options. Either he was trying to be respectful of me, which I can understand and I appreciate, or he was throwing a hissy because I said I'd work it out, right? Like I said, I work it out and I worked it out. And to me, that's clear as day. The whole thing was clear as a bell. And it was straight to the point, which is a very kind of like masculine approach. Well, he left. He left and I told him it was from 9, 9.30 to 11. He left. He did not come back. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. They're not back. 
And we want them to finish this work. And you get a text message. Do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) So you can't just come back at 11.01. Like, you can't do that. This uh-huh. is this is now it's too much and yeah. bitchy wife has said bitchy things like right. th- ridiculous right and I'm so anxious because I'm like shit I have ruined this relationship they're gonna not ever come back you know I'm like how did I fuck this up how did I fuck this up right and then you all you do <laughs> is and I'm like babe I know that you are literally standing in front of the White House right now <laughs> having a press conference can you call the man. That will not speak to me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I have lots of thoughts. I texted them. I spoke with Mighty Soul. It's all good to make noise. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't, like, I can almost not handle it. It's like too. If you're not there now, you can go back. It's all worked out. He said, We'll be back there after lunch. And I gave a thumbs up. I mean, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Yeah, I mean, second thought, that was probably even too much. I should have said, like, I checked in. But anyway, I'm, like, reanalyzing my words choice even with him. But first off, it's just ridiculous that these are the dynamics that I think you and probably many, many women have to face and have to literally become a contortionist to try to navigate whatever the hell kind of communication this is. And so I'm sorry. It's really stupid. And it's also stupid that I as a man, no matter who I, what kind of person I am or what my personality is or how clear I am or whatever, you know, how much knowledge I have about the situation can just say one small thing and it be smoothed out. Like it somehow needed my approval or needed my blessing. Psycho. That we deal with that in these situations. I Adam th- didn't text me. I'm like, and I looked at him and I said, right, because you and I talked about it. Number one, I think baseline, he wasn't listening to you. I, you know, I work with a lot of uh, different people. Like I said, we're, we're working with a lot of government agencies. And, you know, one of the lines that they often say is, I hear that you're, or you're listening to the words coming out of my mouth, but you're not actually hearing us. You don't actually hear us, what we are truly saying. And I think it was probably in that situation, like, he heard you that you had another meeting, but then he didn't pay attention to when, how long. He just kind of dismissed all that and was like, yeah, we're just chatting. You know, there was no, there was no, he wasn't taking it with a level of weight with any form of seriousness. So therefore, none of the details of that conversation probably stuck in his head. At the end of the day, you and I made a collective decision about the fence, the type of fence, the things, the person we wanted to hire, etc. Now you took the lead on it because I take the lead on other things. So you were the one in communication with him. That's a little bit by design in the sense that I know that that communication will go more smoothly, but I also know that he doesn't have an experience of, ha- of of talking these things through with me. Other than I was there for the initial meeting, I really like the guy. I thought, I mean, he's like a, I, I think he's just like a really great guy. And all of our other interactions outside of this one have been super positive. And the other thing is, I will say when you reflected back on the text that you sent, you said, I probably even said too much, which is amazing because fewer words would have meant like a three word sentence. 
period. But but I hear you because I recognize that I probably said too much. And part of it was that trying to placate and be like, I just want to reinforce that I value your time. I just yep. want to remind you that this is the priority, which is all about like, I don't want to take advantage of you. I don't want to put you all out. I know you have a job to get done. I know that the rain's been, it's like all of this empathy for the, where they are. So I probably said too much because I maybe gave a mixed message of like, well, you, your work is the priority. I, I was very clear and I probably said too much. And so I, I understood to a degree how he could have been, you know, like, oh, I didn't know that we had final finalized it. But the whole like Adam didn't, the whole thing yeah. was just like, there was too much of that stereotypical shit going on. Yeah, I would bet if you, you know, were like taking the pulse of a lot of these men in situations when he was interacting with you, he would be nervous in that there's both this like underlying level of disrespect and for you because you're a woman and you're talking about some sort of construction project, you know, disconnect already there. But then on the other hand, I just had this thought, I'm like, I bet a lot of these guys are just nervous. They don't interact in their professional world with many women. They're worried about screwing up. They're worried about like upsetting you. And so what is maybe consciously or unconsciously going through his mind in that is get out of this conversation as quickly as I can. So much of the clarity about what you're trying to communicate is lost because he's like, get out of it, get out of it, get out of it. Like he's nervous in that situation. He's probably worked up. Well, and I had that thought because they left, right? And so I was like, well, I really respect that they actually remove themselves from the situation, even though we didn't land at an agreement. We landed with him saying, well, what do you want us to do? And me saying, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Right. And then I was nervous. Like I could almost not concentrate at times. Yeah. I was so nervous that I had upset, you know, that I had just ruined everything. I All I said was, okay, I'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, okay, well, he's trying to respect that because we had a, a misunderstanding and he's left. But then he didn't come back. Right. He didn't come back at right. all. That seemed like a temp temper tantrum. Yeah. I also want to say that when they arrived on day one, you know, when we met him, he was a very respectable guy. And I thought maybe he was even slightly like, I mean, his company has like a religious connotation to it. I thought he was a pretty religious guy. Yeah. He talked about being neighbors with somebody. and Talked that, about his family. Yeah, he yeah. talked about his family. He talked about discrimination that he got being, being Hispanic and neighbors to this guy. And then the guy finally met him and was like, oh, you're such a nice guy. I'm sorry that I treated, you know, and so he was talking about that in regard to fences and neighbors etc and I just liked him and then they arrived and within I mean they arrived like they and, and descended. The, just, the, just the setup is like your office is an addition that we put on the back of the house and they are building a fence around the backyard and literally extending the deck off of your office so I mean they are working directly next to you you're right there I mean you're you have windows and walls in between you of course but like you're so, right there that literally his worker comes and was like, it's like 8 a.m. And he's like, man, F this, F that. You, you're the reason. And he's joking, right? And he's yeah. like, you're the reason I'm effed up today. F you, you know, hit the guy's name. And he's talking to 
the owner, he doesn't say anything in return. I mean, I'm assaulted. And that's <laughs> the F bomb is not does not bother me all that much. But it was F this and you the F and F. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it calmed down. They got themselves going. And then next thing I know, somebody is standing on the porch right outside the window. They're on their phone. I can hear the person on the other end of the line. He did bring that up. He was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, the workers and the using the F word. And I don't know if you had told him that. But like he was like, I didn't know your office was right there. And I was like, don't worry about it. Let's just get this job done. You know, like, I'm fine. Let's just get the work done. Whatever it takes. That was a different conversation. I don't know where to go with this other than like, it is interesting. It's like in the Barbie movie when Barbie, they're in the real world and Barbie is like, there's a construction zone. Those women are going to know what to do in this moment. And she gets up there and it's all and they're all just like, oh, yeah, come on. Nice outfit. Do do. And they're just like, I mean, they're just the harassment is next level. And it's like it can happen that way when folks are together in a particular setting. Because, again, I like this guy. I don't think outside of this you would be like that. If we had him over for dinner, he would be great person. You would not talk to me like that. Uh, this term locker room talk was popularized when, you know. DT, don't say it. Yeah, a certain political candidate made it as an excuse for sexual harassment. But it's interesting to me as a man, I know what that, I know what it's like. And when men get together, just men, the style of conversation definitely changes. But I think that in a lot of spaces, there's just patriarchal structures, which impact men as they, of course, impact women and, uh, you know, all different types of people. They almost pressure men into this kind of one up vulgarity that I would argue just it just reminded me like this guy. I don't think he's like that in real life. But in this space, there's like this patriarchal expectation for them to be extra, extra vulgar and extra, extra derogatory or whatever. And, you know, in these very heavily male, masculine dominated spaces, it is a mold that we have to start breaking. I don't have the solution on how. But I think it's almost true across the board. I mean, so, these construction crews and other of those spaces can be really, really toxic. You know, I, we're coming down pretty hard on the construction industry. And I know that there, there are many amazing people who work in this industry. And I think what you're talking about is when industry is male dominated, then you're in spaces with just men. And this is a thing that happens. I want an example of that in your circle like the vulgarity, the, the the ratcheting up of vulgarity, because, you know, you run in circles of really conscious, thoughtful men. And so what does that look like? I think that like the joking around, like the dad jokes get more vulgar. They'll be sexual in nature or like making fun of somebody, you know, or like poking fun at somebody gets more sexual in nature when it's just men joke about masturbating or you'll joke about I don't know but it just gets I think that that's I mean I literally feel like I just got an inside view into something I've ne- I've never seen anyone <laughs> joke about masturbating not it, it, like a man another man never yeah well I guess there was the like hand signaling when people were like womp womp I could care less that yeah. happened a lot in like, right right college. right that's true right. but like yeah. Never. So like if we're camping in the woods and somebody goes to the bathroom and like when they come back or something like somebody will joke about like 
you know, working one out in the tent or something and people will laugh and then they'll be like, yep, you know, you know, and then they'll play along with it or things like like that wouldn't happen if our of wives were around. Of course not. <laughs> and, you know, you, you gave the example of like them dropping F-bombs and ragging on project lead there about it's why. But like, I think the line for me is when you start to speak in a derogatory way around people that aren't there. You know, the joshing, the like giving a hard time, definitely up levels when it's just men. But like as long as we're it to each other and there's an understanding and that person is okay with it. In our spaces, like there's just there's an openness to say there's a line that like you, you know, you can poke fun at somebody, but you're not actually out to really degrade them or actually hurt them and i think that that line gets blurred in other spaces because it's competitive it's not as competitive like what you're talking about when you overheard Mm -hmm. that like there is a competitive nature in that that then even though you're quote unquote you can always kind of rely back on i was just joking man i was just joking but there is a twinge of like there's a little alphaness like who can put down the most i'm not going to put him down because we're not going to fight but if we did he would kick my ass kind of thing like there's that kind of tension in in certain spaces and i think that spaces that we try to cultivate in our men's group there's still that like an ability to express yourself in an open and funny way but there's not that competitive alpha nature where you're actually trying to see who's top dog in the group constantly through these little microaggressions in all different kinds of ways you don't think so i don't think so you don't think anybody gets hurt i I would hope not yeah not that i've experienced but i I would hope you haven't been hurt in those. i haven't been hurt in those spaces no which is interesting and i'm not i'm not trying to call you out here but you're i'm a softy you're sensitive i'm sensitive well you're sensitive to criticism and so you know when when I joke around, you know, you can get hurt. It can hit a it can hit a button. And yep. so there's a sensitivity that I'm I'm surprised to hear doesn't show up. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, of course there's competitiveness with women too. There's like body competitiveness, which I know happens with men also actually, but there's I guess they're kind of all the same. Competitiveness around s- success, around relationships, around sex around like wokeness like i guess that's true everywhere women are much better at asking questions and receiving like mutual support men even in male spaces really struggle with being curious about things you know because everybody's kind of got to know a little bit about everything but they're like there's a different way in which we interact to learn and where women are like much more able to receive like oh tell me tell me tell me kind of thing oh yeah for sure for sure and the the depth is is a really special place you know for me um it's meaningful for me you know i just think about cattiness and coming into a space and there's like a pretty factor and a this and a that and you know i know that that shows up in space I also know that because there has been so much oppression, when women are all together working together, like, you know, you're on a team, a project, whatever, you own a company, it's all women, etc. There's a lot of compassion and love for each other and a lot of joy and pride in finally having spaces where women like a women solidarity and success like you lift each other up yes and there can be a bit of male bashing because there is a, a a resentment towards the fact that like it's a little bit like finally 
it's like a finally moment like hey and we don't need a dude to help us run this entire national or international company or you know it, it really doesn't come up much for me because I'm a solopreneur but I, I have felt the pride in being like I worked in a program that was 95% women there's like two men in the program at the VA hospital. And it was, you know, it was a group of badasses. And we were working with the unhoused population and in with vets and which were mostly men almost entirely. And, you know, there's a, a lot of pride for that experience. So, yeah, there's definitely some objectification of men. You know, I think about that sometimes when, you know, we talk about our husbands as hotties or this or that. And I'm sure you all would love to hear how much we adore you all. And I'm like, huh, wonder, wonder if the tables were turned, if we'd feel as comfortable with the way, you know, with this type of objectification. And I don't think I don't think we'd want to hear it. Mm -hmm. What's coming through for me, and I'll just speak for male spaces, is Having male-only spaces, in my opinion, is incredibly important. But it's important that what you're creating in those male spaces isn't a cultural standard of masculinity. It is a space in which men feel free to be themselves, express their masculinity, express their thoughts in an environment where they feel safe and supported. And while that fa sounds maybe like really touchy-feely, it does actually mean some of that quote-unquote locker room type talk, talk that you would have in men's spaces that you wouldn't have when your wives are around or your girlfriends are around or even women are around, talk that you would have in those spaces. That actually is important. But when you start to compare it, this kind of a cultural ideology of like, what a male-only space looks like, what Hollywood has told us that looks like, the frat house, the the maybe the construction site the or something, the bar, right, you know, the man cave kind of like image. When you try to start living up to that, what you start to do, in my opinion, is become almost competitive with that image to see how far you can take it. And that's when you get like, you're not actually being yourself, you're trying to be a version of masculinity that you might not even be when you're or, your true self yes i love that that you might not even be in your true self or worried that more focused on the escape from the relationship in that moment because it is really nice to get a break i mean all those spaces without your spouse is really nice and you can name that like okay we're here Two days without being talked to, without, you know, having to the do question anything. Question having to navigate their own yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like where we can just fart and whatever. <laughs> I know you do. There is a lot of farting. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I no, like no one responds to it in, in the spaces. I mean, unless it's like a like a game changer, you know, <laughs> then people like, then there might be some like, whoa, dude, you know, but like, I'm telling you, sitting around a campfire, it's like... You just fart, fart out no, loud? But nobody's like, nobody reacts to it. It's just like somebody will just rip one and that's... Wow. It's just part of it. Wow. And nobody reacts. Unless they're like then doing it multiple times, you know, then, then there then gets a like, reaction. But like problems. a single fart walking around, not no, it blinks an eye. Oh my God. I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I fart in front of you more than I do my girlfriend. I totally do. Oh my God. That's hysterical. What I was going to say is is that the be glad that you're on your own doing your own thing, but then not that constant like, oh, I'm so glad to be free. I never, you know, like this is the best thing in the world. Like I blah, 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 blah. Cause that's bullshit, right? Then don't be married. 
It's bullshit. That I wanted to just say with the the thing that women, because you're like, this is what I think it would be. This is what I think it would be an amazing representation of male spaces. It's like a little bit of locker room talk, but in a way that's respectful enough, making fun of each other, like razzing, all the things, right? Like having a good time, taking it to the edge, but knowing that you're not hurting, try, coming from a place of fun, not competitiveness and hurt, you know, dominance, et cetera, all of that. You know, for women, it's like, it, you know, there's even still like there's me- what does it look like to lift each other up? Because there has been a sense of competition. And that's all, again, by design. It's the girl gets the guy and then he has the power to leave her for somebody else or whatever. So then it's like territorial, like get away from my man, that kind of that whole thing, which is just not where I exist. That's not the space I exist in. But there's definitely like women's spaces that aren't catty because there are just a lot of women out there, especially like the generation above us who just don't have deep female relationships because that it was just not safe. It wasn't the right thing. You couldn't have like a best group of girlfriends that and I see people either create that later in life or just go without or whatever but it's it's interesting because I have that deeply and it is a space where I come out of it a better person I bet the more spaces that we create in which men can be their true selves and their authentic selves around other men and women can do the same I bet that interaction between you and the fence builder would have been better hundo percent because that guy is not trying to i think part of it i just keep coming back to this nervous thing and i think that like part of it is he's trying to be a certain person around you that he feels like he needs to be and he doesn't have the practice of actually just being himself and i think that i actually upheld my end of the bargain which was to be direct and clear and concise which is something I have learned in spaces with women in addition actually to being in relationship to you yeah with you but those that's the strength that I feel it's also the strength I feel like my parents gave me they really encouraged me to be opinionated and clear yeah yeah that's awesome so turns out it wasn't a terrible topic huh turns out it wasn't a terrible topic Oh, the terrible topics. And next time we will talk about it beforehand and you you let me know. Well, we no no no. We we love to just just launch. go. Yeah. yeah. But we started it and you I almost always start and you hit the record button. I was like, "Oh, you know what we're talking about?" <laughs> and you were like, "Actually, I do." Yeah. Well, I I look forward to you reminding me what all these other amazing topics are. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.